Hi everyone, my name is Aisa and you're tuning in to Seek to Speak Speaking Snack where we chronicle easy speaking tips in bite-sized digestible portions in order to help listeners better verbalize themselves and their stories. And this week we will discuss easy ways to gain confidence before speaking. And joining me today is our lovely Seek to Speak community members and I'm so so excited for you to hear from them because... We are going to share with you our super easy confidence hacks, which will help with the body, the mind, and the prep. Seek to speak. Firstly, we have to accept that anxiety and stress can manifest itself physically. For example, when I get really nervous, sometimes my hand shakes, my voice breaks, and my body heats up. Understanding this is important because it means we can also use physical or physiological means to help overcome these nerves and minimize the impact of anxiety. And it also helps us understand that these reactions are biological and we shouldn't blame ourselves. And we as humans will definitely face them in our lifetime. So how do I get my body to calm down and be confident before a speech? Well, our first tip comes from our community members Amrit and Kuljit talking about the power of the breath. Hi, my name is Amrit. And what I usually do to keep myself calm or just being calm before I give a speech is just doing something that I think everyone already practices and that is taking deep breaths before my turn. Hello everyone, my name is Kuljit and today I've been asked what my speaking mantra is. So... My first speaking mantra is to take a deep breath. To me, when I inhale the deep breath, it shows all the confidence and positivity. Whereas when I exhale from the deep breath, it shows all the negativity and shyness coming up from me. And I completely agree with Amrit and Kuljit. Breathing really, really helps calm our nerves and our body. And what I would recommend is the 478 breathing technique. And I use this all the time before I start speaking and generally before I do anything that makes me nervous. It even helps when I have an anxiety attack. So the reason why it's called the 478 technique is that it teaches you to breathe for four seconds. One, two, three, four, breathe in through your nose while doing this, and then hold for seven seconds. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then breathe out using your mouth for eight seconds and make sure you have that whoosh sound because it really does help. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, I was trying to do the whoosh sound while doing the eight counts. Apparently, you can't do that. And try to repeat this four times or until you find that you are less nervous. Every time I do this, my heart stops racing, my body stops shaking, and my body temperature becomes more normal. And when I get nervous again, I actually just repeat the process because obviously you can think of scary thoughts and then your body reacts to your anxiety and your anxiousness and starts becoming sweaty and heaty. So then just do the exercise again. It really, really helps. Another physical confidence hack is what Kuljit suggests, which is to smile. I also like to throw on a big smile because it just makes me feel happy. And also I know that the audience watching will feel more pleased. I do exactly the same thing. Ever since I started debating in university, I would start a speech with a deep breath, a smile to the audience, 
and a nod. When I smile and nod, it sort of like signals to myself that I can do this and that I'm starting a speech and that I'm putting on a persona that is happy and confident. Physiologically, actually, also studies shows that smiling emits endorphins in the brain that actually helps you calm your nerves, creates a pleasant attitude, and just promotes a general sense of well-being. So it's not just a fake it till you make it scenario. It actually makes you feel better. So even if you don't feel like smiling, just try to plaster a smile and somehow it will help with you making yourself feel more confident. What I also like doing very quickly before I start speaking is also to look at the audience because that's the scariest part about speaking, right? So I try to get this out of the way immediately. So what I do is I immediately make eye contact with them. Remember my ritual? I smile and I nod. I actually look at the audience and nod and I actually take my time before starting because being uncomfortable with so many people staring at you and getting used to that discomfort actually makes me less nervous. And what I really like to do is talk to the audience. So if you've joined any one of our Women With Words meeting, I always like to start the meeting with just saying hello to everybody, asking them how they're doing. It, it doesn't just comfort the audience that you're looking at them, you're seeing them, you're addressing them. But it also comforts me because once I get talking to the audience, I realize they're not that scary. That they're just people who want to listen to you or want who want to benefit from your talk. Another simple way to trick your body into thinking it's confident is by adopting what is called a power pose. According to a Harvard psychologist, Amy Cuddy, a power pose is an expansive and open stance where you take up a lot of space and hold your arms and legs away from your body. For example, you can stand with your legs slightly far apart, with your hands on your hip and with your chin tilted up. Kind of like a Wonder Woman pose or I guess very much like how your mom would scold you when you were a kid. According to Emmy Cuddy, adopting a power pose tricks your mind into thinking and feeling more confident and powerful. And apparently you will start seeing challenging situations not as threats, but as opportunities. She did a research on this and found that a lot of successful leaders often adopt this power pose when they speak in presentations or in conferences. So in short, our first tip when it comes to the body and what you can do to make yourself feel better is to breathe, is to smile, and to strike a power pose, which are all super simple things to do. But sometimes in the heat of the moment, you forget to do these things and you take them for granted. But actually, these things go a long way. Next, let's work on the mind. Here, it's all about changing your perspective on things that make you nervous, like failing miserably or thinking that your speech sucks or that the audience will hate you. Because if we tackle our mind, we may not even need to use the first tip on tackling our body's response to nerves. So let's try that. Why do we get nervous? Because we... Honestly, for me, especially, I always fixate on the worst case scenario. I always feel like, oh no, I'm going to suck. I'm going to fail. I'm going to just do really badly. And then I start getting nervous. What if this happens? What if that happens? And then I start catastrophizing, thinking about all the different ways it's going to go badly. Instead, Amrit suggests the opposite. Instead of fixating on the worst case scenario, we should fixate on the best case scenario. I also find that 
when I imagine myself doing well while giving my speech and being confident, it gives me reassurance that I know that I can do it. And it also helps me find the confidence in me. And I realize that after doing that, while I'm giving my speech, I'm actually a little more confident than I was before I started giving my speech. So every time you think about doing badly, you think about yourself falling down the stage, instead stop and start visualizing yourself doing well. Instead of doing badly, you're like, no, I'm going to really, really do well on stage. Everybody's going to stand and give a standing ovation and I'm just going to rock it. And don't be afraid to tell yourself that you're going to do well. Experts in sports psychology have actually shared that an athlete's positive self-talk prior to and during a performance consistently creates a higher win rate. What's more, research suggests that using your first name or the pronoun you instead of I can make it easier to deal with stressful experiences like you're, I guess, distancing yourself from the anxiety. So, you know, when we look at movies or series and you see the main character looking at themselves in the mirror and telling themselves, you can do it, that actually works. So be sure to do that. Look into your, look in the mirror or don't look in the mirror or just tell yourself, I saw you're the best. <laughs> Write your own set of self-affirmations and confidently declare them. And somehow your words will create a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you tell yourself you're going to do well, if you visualize yourself, you're going to do well, inevitably you will do well. The second thing that you can do that helps with the mind is for you to reframe your perspective towards your speech. Instead of seeing it as something stressful, see it as something liberating. Min, another community member, gives a really helpful advice on this. Hi, Encourage Min is here. I like to keep it in my mind that I wanted my attention is to convey my knowledge, what I want to speak. I want to share my knowledge with everyone so they can get benefit from me speaking. From that, I do not feel too embarrassed, feeling pressure or being forceful on myself to speak with this mindset to share with others. Just imagine that you're spitting out the core for your mouth. <laughs> Every word that comes for you is valuable and worth the time. And Mint is absolutely right. As a speaker, think about your presentation as a gift that you give the audience. A nicely wrapped package full of valuable information, helpful ideas, and meaningful content. Because did you ever get nervous giving a gift to a friend? No, you get excited you maybe feel anticipation, you feel joy, but never anxiety. So view your speech as a gift because experts found that this type of mental attitude actually empowers you and your focus will change from doing well to helping others. So first we talked about visualizing yourself doing well, so dealing with your own personal anxiety. Secondly, we dealt with viewing your speech differently in order to allow you that space to give the best type of speech. And lastly, we now need to address the audience, the source of your anxiety. So there was a great article that I read and it's about acknowledging certain truths about 
the audience as well as in the process, I want to deal with all these misconceptions that you probably have about the audience. And I want you to tell yourself these facts before starting any speech. So first, the myth is that the audience will think I'm stupid. The fact or the truth is that the audience believes that you are an expert. That is why you are on the stage speaking and that is why they are sitting down as an audience listening. You know more about the topic than they do and they are interested in whatever you have to say. Secondly, the myth is that the audience will hate me. But the truth is that the audience is rooting for you. They want and expect you to add value, to be interesting, engaging, and informative. So even if you stumble or forget a few lines, they will forget about it as long as you're providing them value, as long as they are learning something new. Thirdly, the myth is that the audience will know when I mess up. Truth. The reality is that the audience doesn't know your speech or what you're going to say. So if you make an error or if you make a mistake or you forget a line, don't announce it or apologize. Just keep going. The audience will never know. So take comfort in these three truths that the audience believes that you're an expert, that they are rooting for you and hoping that you do well. And lastly, that they will never know if you ever make a mistake. And this will actually really help you view the audience as an ignorant friend you want to educate and not as an enemy that's out to get you. So it's a lot easier to be confident with yourself. Lastly, I want to talk about the prep. Because like it or not, nerves come from this feeling or anxiety that you're not ready or you're not prepared. So nerves can only be quietened by preparation. You will only be more confident if you are more prepared. And Abigail shares this same sentiment. Hi, this is Abigail and how I try to be confident when doing a speaking thing is to be really, really prepared beforehand. So for example, I love doing poetry open mics and to prepare I would memorize and rehearse the poem I want to present over and over again until I really lock down the flow of the poem. Uh, memorized pieces tend to give a better experience for the audience listening as well. So, of course, I would also have the poem open on my phone just in case I need to refer. Uh, with presentations for school or maybe work, I will always write the whole script for the presentation on like word document and read it over so while i'm not exactly memorizing it word for word i can still recall the important elaborations for points uh this is just to give a smoother overall presentation and with re interviews for jobs uh, i will also list down potential questions and maybe two to three up to five answers for um, each of these questions uh, so I can elaborate on when the time comes and they ask me the question. Uh, so being prepared in these few ways really helps reduce any nervousness that I might feel later on. I love how Abigail explains the different prep work that she does for different scenarios, be it an interview, a poem, or a speech, which really goes to show that you can prepare yourself for any given speaking scenario and feel better afterwards. Mint also shares some of her preparation tips that she does personally in order to feel more confident. Well, for me, the first tip 
uh, to gain confidence for myself is I like to practice beforehand. Uh, for example, making some of my script in the short form, maybe like uh, in my maps and others that can make me understand what I want to talk or present about before I speaking in front of everyone or maybe in the online event. It can gain my confidence because I know that I have something to talk or to present with. So it can lessen the lessen my nervousness, but it's not gonna diminish all the anxiety nervousness, no, because it is our human reactions. So it is feel it is okay to feel like that. It is a step by step of our progress to experience and learn inside of ourselves to make a better us. I love that sentiment so, so much. Mint is basically saying that at the end of the day, even if you feel nervous or not confident, after you prep and practiced and breathed and power pose, and you still feel nervous, please don't beat yourself up. It's okay and it's natural to feel that way. But know that as you practice more and more, as you prep yourself more and more, that you get used to the fear, that you get used to the nerves, and soon it will take a shorter and shorter time for you to get over those nerves and be more and more confident with yourself and what you are going to share with the audience. And on that note, we are going to end this speaking snack on gaining confidence. We really hope that you benefited from our tips as well as from the tips of our community members. And I would like to thank all of our community members, Kuljit, Amrit, Mint, as well as Abigail for sharing their personal tips. Thank you, everybody. And I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye.